05 and 06 I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Championship Championship Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. And we got Brandon Krostowski here from Cleveland, Ohio. Thanks, Brandon, for taking some time today. Oh, Nate, it's my pleasure. So I was uh, referred to you from a good friend of mine and a client out in California, and that's how we came across you and, and reached out to have you on the show. Before we get too deep into you and your story, I do like to ask the Championship Leadership's the name of the podcast. So what comes to mind for you or what do you think of when you hear championship leadership? What do I think of? I think of uh, a sacrifice. You know, I think of grit. I'll say sacrifice again. Yeah. You know, championship leadership's not, it's not easy, right? Especially if yeah. you're going to be the leader, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. It seems to, uh, it seems to fall in line with, with what I can tell you. Uh, you are all about absolutely sacrificing grit with what you guys got going on with Edwin's leadership and restaurant. So maybe you could tell us a little bit more, the listeners that haven't heard of you, like a little bit of your backstory and, and how that brings you to what you're doing today and what you're up to. Yeah, for sure. So um, Edwin's, right? It's, it's f- formal name is Edwin's Leadership and Restaurant Institute. So what, what it is, it's a restaurant and a school, you know, think fine dining French, you know, the duck, the frog legs, foie gras, we, you know, we've got it all. And this is set in Cleveland, Ohio, um, open to the public, just like any other normal restaurant would be. Um, the, twi- the twist of this is when I began it, uh, I began it as a school and a restaurant and the, the staff are essentially students, both kitchen and dining room coming home or out of, or somehow involved in the criminal justice system, right? So it's a place where people come to, to seek a real second chance. Along with this, you know, we've got um, four buildings for housing. So two, you know, apartment buildings, family house, graduate housing, it's equivalent of about 45 beds. So one of the biggest, you know, difficulties in coming home is, is finding good, secure, safe housing. So we've got that. Also nestled there is our campus. So we've got a fitness center, a library, a basketball court, which is outdoors, right? We've got a park, a garden, you name it. It's just this place where someone can come and get a real second chance and begin again, right? Along with like-minded people. Uh, we also have a butcher shop and bakery. So what we do is, is, is pretty thorough. It's become the national model when, when you talk re-entry or social enterprise. And, uh, and of course, we hit hard in prisons nationwide. So that's another part of what we do. 
But that's Edwin's, you know, it's this idea that there's hope and a way to achieve it. Edwin, where's that name come from? Uh, my middle name is Edwin. Yeah, so okay. I've always wanted a restaurant called Edwin's. The other half of it is when I was writing this plan about 18 years ago, I said, well, if I capitalize it all, we could say it's education wins, right? And I get the okay. best, okay. I get the best yeah. of both worlds. So we know what it is. We know what it stands for and where it comes from. But it's really, it's a lot of different worlds in those letters. Yeah, absolutely. I was curious because I didn't see it all capped. And I, I was thinking it was some kind of an acronym or something. But uh, yeah, thank you for that. What's um? So I know you part of your story is facing a judge, facing potentially 10 years in prison. And I guess in a way, get, getting a second chance. Is that kind of what you looked in? And I know you reference and, you know, basically you just got 10 years of your life back. And it seems like you didn't, you wanted to take full advantage of that, right? Exactly. That's what it is. You know, having that, you know, you don't know what it is, Nate. I mean, now, now you see what it is. I guess as you get yeah. older, you see even more what it is, but it, you know, 17, 18, you, the, the gift of probation instead of prison time is this, hey, I, I got, I got a break, right? I mean, yeah. But as I grew older, I realized as people were passing or putting it in prison, it was, it was, it was really borrowed time I got. And, you know, I just wanted to make sure on that borrowed time, I did anything and everything I could to become the best. That put me, you know, from New York to Chicago to Paris and just really learning those skills. But then ultimately one day wanting to give that back now. Um, and that's, that's really where the, the heart of this, because it, it was my life and I had a mentor and I had that break, I started to, um, come to a head to say, how could I share? How could I share? Yeah. Speaking of the mentor, because I think that's when I talk about championship leadership, I'm always interested in in who some of the mentors or coaches or leaders are that have impacted the guests and, and a little bit more so of like, what are some of the characteristics that really have stood out from, from those people that have helped you? Yeah, there's a few. So I'd say, you know, to quickly say the first mentor, the one who really took me under his wing after I, I got granted probation was a um, was a very hard you know very good friend chef and he taught me it's not practice that makes perfect but perfect practice that makes perfect he was all about teaching fundamentals right he said you got these tools you can do anything anywhere really it was it was incredible and that's what a gave me the confidence but b you know helped me navigate all these places where even I didn't speak a language that was that was chef George in Detroit uh, I worked under Charlie Trotter who was in Chicago and he was a real he was all about psychology, really immensely building you up through this thing called a restaurant. And, and he really taught me you can make it happen with what you have. And I mean, you, you think about the coaches, you think about any coach that has become great, whatever the sport is. And, and you can really tell their greatness because the people that have gone through their program in some capacity are now doing great things in the same you know, area. And that's Charlie Trotter, man. You look at his, all the people that came through his kitchen, they're doing something, right? He did something to you mentally that, that believed you could handle it. I mean, those are two of the biggest mentors. And probably the third one was the, um, in New York, the, uh, the Karen and David Waltuck, who, you know, really gave me confidence that, and belief that, you know, you got this dream. Well, we'll do it. Like, come yeah. on, like you could do it. And, and yeah. they gave me the keys to manage a, you know, a New York fine dining restaurant. I mean, like that, that was a that was that was fun at 23 24 to be able to have that that trust i i think i want to talk a little bit more about is what you're doing is so incredible and it's so unique in the beginning it's just a thought and an idea right and then you go out and you actually make it work and now we can look today at where you're at and be like man he did it but i think i'm sure there were a lot of uh maybe questions of whether you could along the way there was a lot of bumps and roadblocks but 
things that you've obviously continued to navigate through. I think championship leaders, like you said, the greats, again, going back to that sport analogy, uh, Bill Belichick or Nick Saban and football, like they just continue to find a way to rise to the top because they can, maybe they can see things that other people can't. They're competing against the best in the world, continue to find a way to make it happen. So how did you take this dream, this thought and this vision and, and put it into a reality and you know, was there anything else out there that you were kind of modeling this after? Uh, I haven't heard of anything quite like what you're doing. So curious yeah. to hear that too. Yeah. I mean, there, at the time there wasn't, I mean, like this, that's, I mean, it took a good decade, you know, a good solid 10 years to put the plans to the, you know, inceptions of the opening together. It took some time and there was never a doubt that it was possible, right? I always knew it was possible. It was just mm-hmm. navigating life's, you know, challenges. Right. And, I think you hit it on the head with you know, a lot of people that continue to get it done at the highest level and, and always find a way, you know, this thing's an art, it's not a science, right? And there's um, what maybe perhaps someone else can see that it's on a higher level is the fact that it's possible. And then just using their, their body and mind to navigate the current conditions to get to that goal. You know, some people who don't think it's possible, you know, you're navigating, what are you navigating? You're navigating, you know, something that's not going to happen. So I suppose maybe you're not using all your, your senses and all that you're given to get through that and succeed. But like, I knew it was possible, right? It's just, all right. Someone tell me one thing. I, I go to the next move, the next move. The next, sooner or later, you just get it done. And, you know, I'll never forget a picture in sixth grade we had to draw was a circle with straight lines. Like if you draw enough straight lines, you can draw a circle, like a perfect circle. Now it was a pain in the ass and kind of stupid. Right. But <laughs> yeah, it, it gave me the thought, like, you know, what? it doesn't matter. If I ask, 500,000 people for a dollar, I'm going to have enough money to open, right? I was thinking like that. So you got to see that it's possible and you got to know everything is going to work out. Now just figure out how to get there. Yeah. Why Edwin's leadership? Like what, you know, because you were, you're fairly young when this, this came about, right? And I don't know, I just, it's interesting to me because I don't think a lot of people put a big focus on leadership, but what, where did that emphasis come from to put it at actually in the name of what you're doing? That's a good question, man. It's been so long ago that, I mean, I don't, I just know that leadership is really important. You know, I, I've seen it even young in my career, you know, like when I wrote the business plan for this, I was 24, but I can tell you from 18 to 24, you know, being in Paris or Southern France or New York or Chicago, there's, there's a, there's a constant thread of, um, of excellence, right? At, the, at this level of restaurants, you're talking the best in the world and it's leadership, Period, point blank, it's leadership. Nothing happens without that strong leader, you know, sacrificing to make sure that the standard is met, making sure that if you're not, you don't have what you need to get it done, they're going to figure out a way to help you, you know, figure that out to get it done. The constant presence, the, you know, the hours, just, just simply being present. You know, people forget the idea of presence. Great leadership isn't coming in and giving a speech and leaving. It's, you know, it's working with someone yeah. in those moments, they see you, and this all adds to the credibility of your message. Yeah, leadership without leadership is done, which is kind of funny. Now, this many years later, you know, I'll, I'll go around consulting, right? People say, hey, we, mm-hmm. it's a great idea, fantastic. And they say, I got all this money and we've got this space. And I say, I say that, look, that's great. I say, who's your leader or what's your team of leadership look like? Well, we're, we're searching for that. I said, look, when you find that, you call, okay, all the money. You know this. There's so much billions of dollars in the world. They still can't solve all the problems, right? They can't, right. still can't yeah, solve yeah. inequality. Yeah. They still can't solve poverty. So mm-hmm. it's leadership, and yeah. it takes sacrificial leaders. 
So that's why we underscore that. You know, I really want to put leaders out of here first and good cook second and chef second because you can lead in your community, your workplace, your family. And um, I think you have a lot, lot stronger life. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I, you know, I've been saying that a lot lately. It just seems like now almost more than ever. And I don't know if that's true or not, but it feels that way. Like we need more leaders, you know, today than we ever have with everything that's going on. Or That's the feel or sense that I have. So I think it's incredible what you guys are doing. What is your, you know, it seems like your vision continues to expand and grow just to kind of look at your story from where you started to where you are today, you know, from the restaurant to, you know, you have apartments, you have a butcher shop, you got classes and prisons. And so, you know, what is your vision, grand vision, maybe even in the shorter term, five years from now and, and more so again, like what's the impact that you want to make from that? Yeah, I mean, the, the whole reason to start this was to change the face of reentry, right? To change the perception that society has on the way that a returning citizen is looked at, right? And it's going to take lifetimes. I'm not delusional and being like, it's going to happen this lifetime. It's not, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the structure of this will be carried on forever. The short-term goal is to continue to, you know, exercise this idea that we are better than good, right? This is excellent. If you come here to dine, like people, I don't put posters and say, hey, we're a nonprofit or hey, help this chair. It's a restaurant. And most people come in here and it's like, they're coming here because it's the best French restaurant and they happen to find out there's a mission behind it. Yeah, That's when you start to spin heads where someone says, wait, I had this idea of someone who was coming out of prison. And now that is in fact not true because I'm I'm feeling it firsthand. Um, That's just going to take a whole lot of diners. But Greatness resonates. It goes so high. I remember in, in, in France, people would take a, they would hop on a, a train or a plane from the, the United States and then get to a train and then take a, a cab to a donkey and up a hill to try the best lobster bisque. I mean, as humans, we're always going to seek out excellence. Yeah. Yeah. We need, to, we need to keep doing that here to change the face. That's a constant. Beyond that, it's about reach. We just have to keep, you know, putting a seed of hope here, a seed of hope there. And with our, uh, with the visibility and media that we, we, we usually attract, that helps. It helps families. It helps sons. It helps daughters and wives and mothers. and fa- To believe that the person they love who's maybe going through this can do it. Okay, so that hope. And then in prisons where it's the darkest, the darkest of dark, those tablets, we're on the cusp of this thing exploding to maybe a half million or plus tablets by year end. That's a half million people who can watch a, a cooking class. Oh, yeah. But not only that come to Cleveland to achieve the goal, right? There's this idea about goals and having dreams, but how the heck am I going to become an astronaut? The pathway is not easy. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. We have no barriers. We, we help pay for your travel to get here because the Cleveland Browns said they would, right? We got community partners who want to see this. We've got staff who are fired up about it. And um, that's where the, that's where the vision's going, right? That's where the vision's going. And just, it's a day at a time, right? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. What's, um, well, I know you said you do some consulting or, you know, the, the more success you have, the more attention you get and probably sure. the more people want your energy, but have, have you, do you put thought into like, how much can I put outside of what I'm doing? Or is it my focus be to really be right where I'm at here and, and just give everything I have to here to really get the biggest impact outside? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. I- it has got to be. I, I look at everything is centralized. So I live two blocks from the restaurant. Uh, the the campus is two blocks from the restaurant. So within 
you know, 90, 90 seconds to two minutes, I can get anywhere, anyhow, you know, I make a touch the butcher shop, the bakery, come to the restaurant, go to the restaurant across the street. We can, we can get it all touched. I guess I put the kids to bed, get back here. It's all centralized and built so that it's sustainable. It's not like a sprawled out enterprise, right? So that was number one, being able to touch everything and keep that going. Uh, but yeah, you know, I don't want another restaurant outside of here. We, we've, we've opened two others to consult with and people run them. But if you start spreading yourself with other places at a greater distance, it's inevitably going to fail. But helping people achieve their goals and maybe taking some of our graduates who are trained to help them, you know, run with it. Mm-hmm. These are opportunities we're creating, yeah. helping someone do it, and they're running with the ball, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's got to be a little bit of both. Makes Otherwise, sense. it's not going to work. It's not going to spread. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What is, and maybe you've already mentioned it, but, you know, I think we all have many of these moments in our life. What's a critical moment, kind of fork in the crossroads for you? I always ask this question because I think, especially nowadays, the past two years have been difficult for many. We find ourselves in these moments and it's always a hard spot for many to decide which way to go. And I think there's a lot of power in hearing others and how they chose in those moments. So obviously you you made the decision you did that has you where you are today, but is there a moment you can share what's kind of where that critical moment in your life and how that got you to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so first of all, man, Yogi Bear said it best, dude, when there's a fork in the road, you take it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah, take the fork in the road. I mean, like, <laughs> I think it was, it was, he summed it up right. I, there wasn't like these, like Hollywood couldn't cast this and say there's this pivotal moment where it's, I said, have to do it now. And there's this whole, you know, first of all, it's got to do with mindset and where you're at at that moment, right? Yeah. But there was a constant mindset that I don't know. I, I see, I, I feel a lot when I see people, right? That might be one of the gifts that I have is, is I can feel emotions pretty well. And when you feel disappointment or you feel joy or excitement or love or whatever it may be, I I feel that constantly every night with the restaurant, right? And my feeling in 2012, 13, that's when I like, that's when I left and left. I just left my job and and so this is work. Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to die disappointed that I never tried this dream I had in my head. And yeah. the more people I would talk to, you, they may have not said it, but you could feel it that they missed something. They missed out on an opportunity that they're going to live with until they're dead. Mm. I don't want to be on my deathbed saying, you know, if I would have took that chance, who knows what would have happened? I, it, it haunted me. Maybe, I mean, it would it wouldn't get out of my head. I said, either yeah. I'm going to live with this nightmare of not doing it or I'm going to take the leap and and do this damn thing. Now, granted, I had it planned pretty well. I had some momentum. It was like, it doesn't just happen like I, I wake up and have this feeling and just jump. I mean, there's right. a whole, there was nine years of work into this thing, right? And it was building, building, building. I, but I had to take the leap. And I think that's where a lot of people start to, um, they're losing because they're not taking that leap. Now, granted, you have to be prepared. It takes time. Don't just jump. But you're going to have to jump. And I tell, tell us all these young entrepreneurs who will come through or we'll talk and we'll get in the phone. And they'll have a business plan, really nice, very formal. They'll have this team around them that is real and legit. You know, they got a sexy brand and they're, you know, they, they got it together, incorporate it. You know, they've invested in taking up space in our world with the incorporation. Mm-hmm. It's now it's reality, but they suck at doing it now. You got to do it now. And it can't be this pristine, pretty, like every, like things laid out. We're so cerebral with this. Dude, I started in a prison 
teaching men with a notebook and a paper. And that was when I started doing it. And I made it vulnerable to the world to say, it's, it's going to work or not going to work. And then that built the equipment and then that built to the program. Then it built into the outside restaurant, which was the vision. But if you don't jump and do it now, that's, yeah. that's where it's going to sit forever and ever. Uh, that's, that's pretty incredible. Like you had the awareness to know that, Hey, I don't want to be 70, 80 years old and have this huge regret for not ever going after that thing. And then also the awareness to know like, Hey, it's, I just got to move and it can't be, I can't wait for it to be perfect because then I'll never get started. And, uh, how old were you when you took that leap? Um, 30, well, we've been open nine, 10 years, yeah, about 31, 32. So pretty, pretty young, right? I look back to my 30 year old self. I'm like, man, I thought I had it figured out, but I didn't know anything. <laughs> I have 45 now. And, I'm like, and you know, I hope, I hopefully I'll continue that mindset, but, uh, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's incredible. As we start to wrap this up, I want to, I definitely want to respect your time. I know you're busy. So sure. what is, um, you know, if there's one or two things outside of what we've already talked about, that, you know, if the listeners listening today and were to take and put into action today for themselves, it would help move their life forward. What would that be for them? Well, I think, again, it's, it's mindset, right? So it's, it's mindset and vision, what you're visualizing and then your approach to get there, right? So you got to have a mindset, say it's, um, you want to learn a new language. Great. Now you got to visualize yourself in that country, speaking to that, you know, that language. And now let's work backwards on how to get there and, and not be afraid to, you know, ask someone, Hey, where's, what's the best book? Or then start speaking casually with someone who's a fluent speaker, right? I mean, every day, I guess what I would say is this, the attributes to become a great leader are learned. Okay. There's this nature versus nurture debate. Yeah. You can learn to be courageous. It's about, you know, making a stand or taking a stand on something that's right and just. And, and then little by little, you get these, this, this you know, courage builds. Um, you can build empathy. You can build, these are learned traits. And I, I would just say that it's not impossible. Just visualize it and then do the things that you hope that would make you that leader. And, and it can happen. I, I suppose that's probably the best way to sum it up is you can still yeah. learn these things. You know, you're not born with them. You didn't have to be that, that star quarterback in high school. And it'll all come at different times. And your perspective is special. So, so cherish wherever you came from. Absolutely. Yeah. Love that. What are a few ways for people to learn more about what you're doing? And I don't know, you know, potentially even to just continue to follow the story and the journey and help out if, you know, if there's an opportunity to, to do so. Oh, for sure. That's, that's a great question. I, look at the website. Everyone's on the web now. If you, you know, edwinsrestaurant.org, right? Edwinsrestaurant.org will give you all the information. I would encourage you, right? Like, the CBS this morning clip, like, right. You know, that was a good seven minute piece that captures what we do in and out of prison. Uh, there's a documentary called knife skills, right? Knife skills that went to the Oscars, right? It's a 40 minute short. If you want to watch something powerful that, you know, went to the Academy Awards it's about the founding of this and the opening of this, that, that was 2018. You can check it out, right? I mean, there's, there's things that you don't, you don't have to even move to yeah, understand, right. just watch it. And then there's two things you can do from there, right? One, you can help us spread our branches, right? We're trying to help as many people nationwide to understand there's a second chance you can take. I'll be in LA and Orange County on Sunday consulting with them. I'll be back in New York on the weekend. It's just about wherever you're at, it can happen. So keep us in mind. Of course, you can always contribute to what we do. But mm -hmm. the second thing, the most powerful thing is 
you can start using your voice to to champion second chances. And it all simply is, is going to the place that you patronize, a dry cleaners, a church, a grocery store, and say, uh, hey, Joe, how do you, do you hire people with second chances coming out of prison? And let them speak. And if everyone in the country do that to the business owner, that business owner might say, damn it, I need to start thinking about hiring someone with a second chance. We can make a difference on a daily basis as long as we just use our voice. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. We'll definitely get all that linked up too so that listening, you can you can click that in the show notes. Brandon, thank you so much for being here. Really was an incredible conversation. I appreciate it. Thanks, Nate. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home, I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I Invested in myself, I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader, I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer, we can do anything we Championship Leadership Podcast. Hey, Bailey. Championship, championship, championship leadership podcast. Championship leadership podcast. With Nate Bailey.